Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. Uh, this series is um, that we're starting Family Matters. Uh, we're doing, well, we're actually doing for this uh um, the rest of this month and December uh, has to do with with families has to do with uh, uh, God's goodness to us and his provisions to us and, and whatnot and we're going to talk a little bit about the family because this is a special time we're entering into the holidays and I do realize um, that some for some um, it, it may be a tough time it may especially maybe even particularly this year or whatnot but I want you, we want to talk about that a little bit and about the importance of knowing that we have a family together and the importance, the power of families. Amen? And so before we get started, and, and so something that we're going to do for the next, um, I don't know, how, four weeks, for the next four weeks, is we're going to have, uh, uh, we're going to be asking some different ones of you to kind of share a little bit and uh, Pastor Rick has some questions for you to answer it's kind of a testimonial kind of thing that we're going to start the services off with uh, uh, for the next four weeks so without uh, any more to ado on that Pastor Rick you got it and then Amen. I'll take it Amen. so uh, if Angie and uh, uh, Chrissy can come up uh, come on up okay um, you know family family is important how many of you know family is important um, some of us have dysfunctional families. Uh, some of us uh, may not have any family. Um, but how many of you know that there are others that can be a family to us? Amen. And that's what it, that's what our church is all about. Remember, you know, our our church name is Word of Faith Family Church, and um, you know, it's not just ministering to the whole family. But it is a family. When you're here, when you're part of this congregation, we see you as family. I know that me and Gijay, you know, we don't have any relatives in this area. And, and oh, yeah, well, Denise is here. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, uh, you guys don't have any family here in this area. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to get it tonight. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, but, you know, family is just so important, and we know that, you know, when we came here, we didn't have anyone around, and I know that, you know, as a pastoral staff, you know, we were embraced uh, be just because we were pastoral staff, but over the time, we've seen how much you guys have become a family to us, and how important that is, and we know that each one of you have a story of why you're here, why you're in this congregation, why you're in Lander, uh, and in this area, amen? So um, so I am going to start off here, and we're going to ask some questions uh, to these lovely ladies that uh, are so excited to be here in front. Uh, I tell you, you can tell by the, you know, the lovely, right? <laughs> Anyways, so, so with this, uh, I'll start with you, Chrissy. Uh, that way it gives you time to, you know. <laughs> so, um, so, Chrissy, what? Yeah, go ahead and get yours. 
So what does the term church family mean to you? Uh, it's actually a pretty big definition. Um, it's more than just, I always thought, uh, you know, family was only blood related, um, immediate, immediate family. Um, but like Rick and um, DJ said, you know, we don't always have uh, immediate relatives that live close to us. And for, you know, the last 13 years, my husband and I have been alone in Lander. Uh, at least we thought. And then we found Word of Faith. And um, it took us a while to, you know, let down our guard and allow people in. And um, a church family is more than just, you know, someone being there to eat dinner with you. It's a family there to pray for you, um, whether it's, you know, for good times, bad times. Um, but they're there. I mean, you walk in the door, and no matter how you feel, there's someone smiling back at you. You walk through Safeway, and you think you're in your own world. You're walking around in your own mind, um, dealing with your own personal issues, and you look up, and there's someone from your, from your church family, and no matter what, you smile back. You give each other a hug. Um, I love going to Safeway because I see, I think, almost all of you there, and, <laughs> and I just love it, you know? I mean, going to the thrift shop and you know, I see all these faces, and it's just like a church family is the, you look at them and you're lifted. You know, your spirits are lifted just by looking at one another because you know that they love you unconditionally. You know that they know the love of God, and it doesn't even take words. Amen. So. Amen. Amen. You can hang on to that. Come in a little bit closer. Don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are the benefits of being part of a local family church? There are so many benefits, um, so many. Uh, feel very blessed to <laughs> um, to be um, a part and a member of our church family. Um, like Chrissy was saying, you can, uh, if you need prayer support, if um, whatever you need, you know that you have somebody there that you can count on. Uh, prayers, whether it be I need help with my kiddos at the last minute. Um, being a single mom, you know, that stuff comes up. And um, I've had just an overwhelming amount of support and love from this church family um, from the very beginning. And I, uh, it took me a bit to come in to um, to this family as well and I just thank God every day that I have because it's been um, not only life changing for me but it's been life changing for my girls and I'm so thankful that already at their young ages they are so strong in their faith and they know what it is to have the authority of God and um and that the enemy is under their feet and what the attacks of the enemy, what that looks like and where that comes from and that the good things, they come from God. And um, I mean, I have so many testimonies and I'm just thankful because of this family, they've helped me recognize what attacks are and what to do when those attacks come and when I'm not able 
to fight those attacks by myself. I know that I have somebody that I can count on um, that will help me and stand with me. Amen. Yeah, that's so important, you know, and just knowing when you go through those difficult times that you have, you know, sometimes you can't go to your family, you know, your your natural family, but but you can come to your church family. Amen. We'll lift you up. Amen. So how has fellowshipping with people of like faith affected your life? I'd have to say that for one, having the church family and having the like-minded people in your life continually has kept me grounded. Um, you know, we all have a common enemy out there, and he knows our weaknesses. He knows the life that we've lived. He knows our past. He knows who we once were. And um, keeping you all close to us and our family and our children um, and the word of God, it helps. it's helped protected our family. It's helped keep, it, keep us strong, together, united as one. Um, because, you know, the enemy loves division, loves to come between our families and our children and our friendships and our marriages. And um, continuing those relationships and really nurturing the relationships with people of uh, the same faith. Um, it's just really encouraging taking the time to um, invest in those relationships, whether it's meeting up for a cup of coffee or just stopping by to say hi or a phone call because you've missed them. Um, it's those little things that, you know, it's like a week, a month can go by really fast. And, uh, and you start to sometimes slip back into your old ways or um, your old self and it takes just one of you guys to pick up the phone and just say hi I'm thinking of you and so surrounding yourself with people like-minded of the same faith um, is imperative in our life every single day so and so thank you for doing that for us and our family amen it, it is so important to be around those you know that are like that you know to be able to be grounded like you said yep. it's it's so important you know to keep ourselves in going on the right track yep. right absolutely Amen. so what is serving in the church meant to you i love serving in the church um i'm honored that uh god has called on me to do that I'm like Kendra, I can't talk without crying. <laughs> I'm so glad when I'm singing I don't cry all the time. <laughs> um, and again, I was, you know, resistant to um, his call on me to uh, be a part of worship. And I'm thank so thankful that I accepted God's request and and stepped forward and did that because um, it's uh, not necessarily a part of my personality uh, that I like to be up in front of people yeah. and <laughs> so uh, God has um, he shows up all the time and um, 
and it's amazing. And I love, I love, I love, I love, 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 love um, praising God. I just, at home, I love, you know, singing and worshiping him. And I love coming here and helping you all enter in and bringing the presence of God into our, um, in, into our family and um, just feel blessed to be a part of it. And when, you know, when he's, the Holy Spirit's moving and the presence of God is so strong in here and you see it when you're looking out and you're seeing it and how it's like touching you guys and affecting you guys, it's so cool. It's so amazing and honored to be a part of that. So I'm, I'm so, so thankful um, for that and I help out in the nursery as well. And again, I feel honored that I'm able to do that and to be with the kiddos and just to, and it's not babysitting them because we're, you know, we're teaching them about God and how important they are and how they are um, so very special and how God loves them. And so I'm honored that I can be trusted to, um, to do that for our church family too. So Amen. I love Amen. it. Yeah, you know, and, and one of the things you said, you know, you said that, you know, it's not my character to be in front, but when you when you obey God and when you let God use you, those things come out, right? And I, you know, remember in the beginning, you know, she was in the back, and I was just uh, barely singing and everything, and, you know, but, but as you do, and that just goes to show that sometimes you may not think that you have something to give, and you may not think that that's your quote-unquote personality. But when you let God do things in you, those things will come out in you. And he will use you. Amen? And that's, that's the great thing. Uh, I know that, you know, Ron was clapping back there. And uh, Ron has been, you know, just the, the, the things that God has done in Ron. And, and the things that God has done in, in a lot of people here. Um, you know, when, when God uses you, when you yield, when you uh, let God use you, I'm telling you, things happen in your life, and it changes who you are. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, all right, last question. What are you most excited about to continue as you continue in your spiritual growth? So let me read that again. <laughs> what are you most excited about as you continue to grow spiritually. <clears throat> um, well, I feel like I've come a really long ways already, <laughs> spiritually. Um, but I know that God has a lot more in store for me. And... Um, I'm just ready to, for him, it was around the same time about two years ago um, when God really opened my eyes to hearing him every moment of the day walking through, it's always Safeway, and uh, hearing his voice, hearing the Holy Spirit telling me to do things, me being obedient, saying yes right away, um, I mean, walking over and praying for somebody that I didn't know 
which is mortifying, um, but I did it. And every time I did that, um, I would just grow and grow and grow and get closer to the Lord, and it became easier and easier. And like I said, it's all about, you know, habits. And um, I'm looking forward to um, getting back to that place of hearing his voice constantly, uh, just all day long. You know, it talks about in his word that you should be meditating in his word day and night. And that's one thing I did, I have, you know, I'm going to admit, be transparent here, I've gotten away from. I used to walk out the door every day, and I have a little saying in Deuteronomy above my door, blessed as you come in and blessed as you go out. And I'd always get start getting into the word when I'd leave, and I'd always ask God to put someone in my path that I can pray for, or just, I would start speaking in the spirit. And like I said, that was about a year and a half, two years ago, and so I know that he has a lot in store for me, and for all of us, and we're all, it's not just myself that's capable of doing that, it's all of us, and we all have that gift, and so I'm looking forward to, um, I've already seen it, I mean, it's, if you guys even knew half the story just in the last month, I've seen what God has already done in my life, um, and so I already know it's happening, because he knows my heart, so I'm saying it out loud now, and I'm confessing it in front of the congregation um, of what I want more out of him, but he already knows it in my heart because it's what I, he knows my heart, and he's already started to do it, you know, he's softening my heart, um, he's teaching me how to be more gentle with my words, how to love more, um, how to put, put away my old self, um, how to forgive, and to move on, so I'm excited for this next year, I'm excited for all of us, I've already seen that a huge change also in people specifically in the church, and so I just, I look forward to more to come. Amen. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you very much. You may be seated. And, and just to, just to continue on that, you know, it, it's, it's a continuous thing in our lives that we grow. It's a continuous thing that we learn it's a continuous thing that we hear from God on a, on a daily basis. Sometimes we may not feel like we're hearing from God, but just know that God is there, that God is working, that God is listening. And sometimes we get ahead of God, uh, of we ask God for something or we ask God to do something, but we don't hear or see anything going or happening. But just remember and just know that God hears you, he's listening, and he's working things out. And all at the right time, and all in the right place, things will fall into place, and things will happen in your lives. Amen? But, but it's, it's that continuous use of that faith, and sometimes we get frustrated. Oh, man, I'm just not hearing God. We were talking about that on Friday night with some friends um, and everything, you know, that, that man just not hearing anything and then you you can get impatient but just know that God is working that he's listening and he's going to do great and mighty things in your lives amen amen pastor hallelujah youth you can go you're dismissed praise God I know they've been waiting patiently here <laughs> so anyway hallelujah praise God God is good amen this is a good day. This is the day the Lord's made. Praise God. 
And I will, off of that, uh, say a couple things. Um, you know, I remember when I started uh, hearing the voice of the Lord and uh, knew the first time that it was the Lord really speaking to my heart. And I began to, uh, I said, God, I want, I want that more. I need that more in my life. I need your, your leadership in that sense. And so what I found out over the years that uh, uh, the ratio of actually hearing words, well, no, I can't really say that. Uh, because it, it, it does a lot more now that, you know, you have to practice hearing his voice. You know, the word tells us that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. And how do you know his voice by spending the time with him? It's like uh, those of you that are around people that you know, and when you hear their voice, they're they don't even have to be in the same room, but you know who they are because you know their voice. Um, you know, I, I, I hear someone's voice, and I, I know. I don't even have to see them. I know. You know, I, I sit in my office there sometimes on Sunday morning. I'm finishing getting up, getting ready for service, and I can tell who walks in the door by their voice, by your voice here, as you come in, as you begin to fellowship. It's like, oh, you know, uh, so-and-so's here. Oh, so-and-so's here, yeah. And, and, and that's a blessing, but it happens, it, it, it takes place because you purposely make a point to develop a relationship with people to get to know them better. So my point is this, we know the voice of the Father by spending the time with him, by spending the time in his presence, by communicating with him fellowshipping with him on a daily basis, not a weekly basis, but a daily basis, talking to him and let him speak to your heart. One of the best ways that you can do it is to open your Bible when you study, and, and, I, and I do this, I'll, I'll open my Bible and I'll say, Holy Spirit, lead me on what to read today. And a lot of times, or the biggest part of the times that leadership comes by the knowing on the inside it's not a voice I'll turn to chapter so and so and don't know I'll just be kind of leafing through sometime or start reading on a thought and, and all of a sudden it's like I know that he's taken me right to that and I know that he's you know we talked about how Paul used the phrase and it seemed right seemed right to go up to Ephesus it seemed right a big part of the leadership of the Holy Spirit is the bearing witness on the inside that it seems right to do this or that. And you also know, you know, Brother Hagin, of course, he talked about, you know, we've used this illustration, we've, we've talked about this, how that he's, Brother Hagin would always say, he'd say, if it's a velvety feeling on the inside, you know it's right. It seems right. It's a, and then when it's not, it's like, it's like grinding your nails on a chalkboard. It's like taking a bath with your socks on kind of thing and that's not right because we're to follow after peace we're always to follow after peace amen because he's the prince of peace and so a lot of times on his leadership is not the verbal voice 
Kittry, you're, you do, you're to do this or you're to do that. Just there's that knowing on the inside of what you're supposed to do. That's his speaking. That's his voice. Uh, um, and Paul talked about, he said, he said uh, uh, in Romans 8, uh, he bears witness, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. Well, what's that mean? It, it, it has, there's a witness, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, a communication, but there's an alignment there. The Holy Spirit aligns himself with our spirit on the inside. We know, ah, that's right. So there's that knowing, okay? So sometimes that's how, when you say you don't hear his voice, well, and we don't hear it from our ears anyway. If you take, we've talked about this before. If you take the word heart, H-E-A-R-T, and circle the inside three letters, what's, what is that? E-A-R, ear. The real hearing that you hear with is in the center of your heart. All right? It's, it's in here. And I've done this a lot of times. You've heard me say this. A lot of times if, I, if I'm not totally sure about it, I'll just lay my hands right here on the inside and say, Lord, what, what about this? What about this? And I'm not looking for here. It all of a sudden brings my attention on the inside. And, and, and I'm looking for that witness. I'm looking for the bearing witness. Oh, that's, that's right. Or sometimes, Lord, Lord, what about this? And it's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, that's not right. Don't, don't go that direction. Don't, don't do that. It's not, but you always follow after peace. The majority of the time, you'll know what's right anyway. And then, then all of a sudden, your mind starts entering in, and all of a sudden, then, uh, then reasoning starts coming in. Well, yeah, but, you know, the, this looks, uh, well, no, you've got to kick that out of gear. I, I, tell, I tell people this. I said, when you've got a choice to make in front of you, uh, something coming up, and this is totally off subject of where we're going, but that's all right. It's, this is the Lord's service here. Um, you, might, you might have an oper- something to do. You know, there might be something that you're not sure about whether you should do something or not. Um, and as and, 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 uh, soon as you think about it, instantly, I mean, you've got about one to two seconds to judge it, whether the, the piece is there or whether it's not. In other words, um, you might hear something, or you might, uh, you might hear somebody say something, you might, you might, a thought come to you or something like that, and soon as you dwell on it, you think, oh, that would, that's something I could do, and then right away it's like, like the piece drains away. Okay, you know that's not, but... But then on the other hand, you might hear something or, or there might be something before you and, and, and right away there's an excitement there. But what happens in about two or three seconds, all of a sudden your mind starts kicking in and say, yeah, but I can't do that because, okay, reasoning starts coming in. So then you got to kick it back out. Okay, so you, you, you judged on those first, when you first heard it, when you first came to you. So you're going along in life, and then maybe an hour later or something, the thought pops into your mind again right away. Is there a piece there, or is there not a piece there? The first just couple of seconds. And then after three or four seconds, it's like all of a sudden you don't know. You can't put any investment in it because your mind then kicks in and a reasoning again. And so what you do multiple times, you'll judge that by when it first comes to you. Because if it's the Spirit of God, there'll be a peace or there won't be. He's quick on the spot. He's quicker than your mind is. 
And the word of God is able to divide asunder between the very thoughts and the very intents of the heart. That's how accurate that is. And so you can depend on the Holy Spirit, his leadership and his confirmation, yay or nay, on the inside. And so as soon as you hear it again, it's like, well, was there a peace there? And And then after you've done that a few times, all of a sudden you realize that every time when you first heard it, there was a peace there. Well, guess what? You can bank on that. The chances of you missing it is very, very, very slim on something like that. Or maybe when you first heard it, it was like, no, there was no peace there. There was, something's just not right about that. Then, then don't do it. Hallelujah. Amen. But you'll never, and, and, and so, so the point I'm making is, what's the voice of the Lord sound like? Sometimes, sometimes I'll hear the Lord saying to do something. And then on the other term, sometimes I'll know I'm supposed to do something. I don't hear the Lord saying to do it. I just know it. Another thing, sometimes I see myself doing it. That happens a lot here in the service. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be ministering and I see myself going to somebody or, or that I have a word from the Lord for somebody. And so what do I do? I just follow it out. I don't know what that word's going to be. But I know I've seen it in the spirit. I know because it wasn't me. I wasn't planning on doing that. And so I go and I start speaking when the, the message begins to come. See, it takes faith to follow God. Always. When the Lord speaks to you, it takes faith. It takes a, a confidence in, okay, God, this is you speaking. And I, I'm going to put my trust in that. If I miss it, I miss it. But uh, guess what? Nine times out of ten, you won't miss it. Hallelujah. Where you miss it is if you don't obey. Uh, I don't know. I and then afterwards, like, stupid, stupid, stupid. Why didn't I do it? I knew I was supposed to do it. I hear people say it all the time, I know I was supposed to go to them. I know I was supposed to tell them that. <sighs> well, then don't do it again. <laughs> But that's the flesh. He wants to rise up. And so you've got to act on it. And you think about this too. Is, is the devil, Kitri, is the devil going to want you to speak to you, whisper in your ear, go encourage somebody? No, of course not. Is, 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 uh, is the enemy going to come to you and, and if, you're, if you know that you've got, maybe feel like you've got a word to help somebody get back on track or something like that? Guess what? The enemy don't want that. He wants to do the opposite. So you can judge that real quick. Well, he's not going to tell you to do it. I mean, just your own common sense will tell you. Guess what? Lying, uh, um, uh, killing, stealing, destroying, or life and life more abundantly. Amen? And so... Uh, so a big part of this is practicing his presence and being in his presence and practicing hearing from him. I practice it still today. I'll go to, I'll go to do something and I'll just, I'll just say, Lord, what about this? You know, and, 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 and make time. You've got to make time to listen to him. You can't get caught up in so busy stuff because uh, there's voices all around us constantly telling us to do this and that and people and the world around and things and, and, and everything else. Did you know even inanimate objects will talk to you? You didn't know that? Did a fig tree talk to Jesus? 
The Bible says, and Jesus answered the fig tree, saying, the fig tree was telling him, you're not getting no fruit. Your TV will talk to you. Yeah, you're going to get, you're going to get, you're going to get, you know, flu season's coming. You're going to get sick. You better talk back to it. That's, boy, I am really going off. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, we need to listen to the voice of the Lord speaking. We need to we need to hone that a little more. And you do it by practicing. You know, you 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 remember the story. Most of you remember the story I told about the car that I went to buy one time. Boy, I was just dead set on this car. Boy, it was a 1970 Chevelle. Uh, yeah, it was it, and it, it was it was a muscle car. It would it been fixed up really nice just the way I like it and um, yeah I like to go fast (laughs) when you got three or four hundred horses under the hood sometimes you got to let them romp a little bit that's all that's all I'm saying (laughs) anyway so uh, so I'm going to pick up this car I'd made a deal yep I'm gonna go look at go pick it up and on the way up there that morning, on the way up, I just heard on the inside of the Lord, say, on, the, on the inside, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, you don't want that car. I want to say, uh, I don't? <laughs> I could have swore I wanted that car. But no, I knew, I, it was a really, it wasn't like, you don't want that car. It was just like, just that really still voice. And I remember hearing it, and I had remembered making covenant with God. God, I'm going to practice listening to you and obeying you. And here, I mean, the Lord was demonstrating that to me. I was the only one in the car, had just left uh, uh, Owasa, Oklahoma there. It was just about a mile north. Coming up to an intersection, I heard the Lord say, you don't want that car. Now, I had a choice to make. I could listen right away, or I could let reasoning enter in. Oh, I could have reasoned that out big time. Oh, yeah, I want that car. Oh, yeah, it's just what I want. I've been believing God for that car. The Lord saying, was that the Lord saying that? I had to judge that. And so I did. Okay, Lord, I said I'm going to practice listening to your voice. If I miss it, I miss it. Flipped a Yui. I didn't go a half a mile and every bit of desire for that car left. Now, this is the thing. When you obey, when you listen and you obey the Lord will help you. He knew, because he knows the desires of my heart. He, he knew what was it. He knew I was desiring that car. He knew I was set on it, and the Lord was helping me on the inside with it. And, and as I turned around and headed back, it was like everybody desire for that car. And then it was like the knowing, ah, oh, the peace was really filled, filled that car. It was really good. Well, the very next day, I found out that the guy took it out one last time, and as he was taking it out, the engine blew in it. Well, I didn't have no money to fix that engine. I mean, it, it would have, I mean, it was bad enough. It couldn't be fixed. It had a big old hole in the side of the block. And uh, if I had I got it and taken it, guess what? Uh, there was a problem there, and I would have inherited that if it hadn't blew up before I got it. Because um, I probably wouldn't have been easy on it either. 
and uh, <laughs> just saying <laughs> that was my younger years but still <laughs> anyway anyway um, so uh, there's been different times that I know that I've heard uh, the voice of the Lord like that and then there's just been that knowing no don't do that knowing not a voice saying don't do it but a knowing on the inside I, sh I shouldn't do that or I should do something sometimes I'll kind of treat it like red light green light kind of thing you know kind of be going through life and I feel like okay this is this is this seems like this is the right direction to go it feels peaceful to go this direction to go that way but at any place in there if I know on the inside there's that taking a bath with your socks on kind of thing something not right I'll put the brakes on and you've got to be willing to do that you've got to be what's oh something's not right here I'm going to do a little back walk in here a little bit and uh, well, Lord what then I'll, I'll go before the Lord Lord what about this and there'll be the, the, the knowing for sure on the inside, yeah, you, that's the right choice, don't do it. Or yeah, go ahead or whatever, or it's okay. Sometimes there's things that come up and happen that, that like kind of catches your off tension, but yet even in the middle of that, there'll be a peace. You can push on through it. But then there'll be times it's like, mm, I don't know what it is. I mean, there's been, I cannot tell you how many people I've went to have business dealings with and I knew not to. Some I listened, some I didn't. The ones I didn't, I had to pay the price for. Only had one gentleman that never paid me. And those of you know, I'm a business owner. I own Lander Valley Electric. And and in all the years that I've done electric work, I only had one person that didn't had never paid me. And I knew going into it not to do it. Well, yeah, but. Well, at first it wasn't much. I thought, oh, yeah, that's only a couple hundred dollars. Well, it turned into a lot more than that. And I was caught holding the bag with it. Well, I repented of it, and the Lord made it up to me. He'll do that. I said, Lord, my repentance is, I'm going to turn, a, you know, true repentance means to turn 180 degrees away from it. it, it not keep going the same way you're going, but you're going to have to turn about face and go, opposite direction and so I did and uh, and then to make a long story short I was able to go back and barter with him later in life and come out good but the Lord arranged that praise God but I had to Lord I, I messed up here I ask you to forgive me it took some time but the Lord will, so if there's something that's been your past where you've suffered the consequences because you knew it was the Lord speaking and you didn't obey just ask him to forgive you and he'll, he'll help you through it. He'll help you with it. Praise God. Just put it in his hands. Let him take care of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I guess this is family matters. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Somebody needed that, I guess. So that's all right. So, so, we, so the Lord is speaking to us. You can hear the voice of the Lord. And I would encourage you to practice listening to his voice. When you go, where I was going with this was when you go out the door in the morning, when you can say, Lord, I'm going to, I mean, just cover with it. Lord, I'm going to practice following you, listening to your voice, taking your lead on something. 
Now, now I will tell you this right now. Some things, the Lord really doesn't, don't care what direction you do, you go with something. I mean, I mean, most of the time, he don't care what shirt you wear when you go out the door, guys, or ladies, what blouse you, you choose or something like that. And long as, but, it, but then at the same time, if there is a reason that he does want you a, a particular day, that he does want you to wear something in particular, there's a reason for it. And if there is, he'll speak to you about it. But otherwise, you know, little things, he don't care what you want to fix for supper at night. I mean, he's provided whatever, you know, you can, uh, uh, you know, whatever. But listen, you're not bothering him if you ask him, okay? Because he'll join you for dinner. He better be joining you for dinner. Amen. But... uh, what I, the point I'm, I'm meaning is some, some people get, you know, I mean, they get, I've seen people just go almost off the deep end with every little thing, and, and they get uh, where they won't do anything on their own. Well, the Lord gave you and I a brain. Amen. And he wants us to use it in the right way. And he gave us a common sense to be able to do it. And then if there's something, some gaps in there someplace, then that's where he'll help us out in those things. But um, at the same time, don't, you know, flop on the other hand and say, well, I got this. I can figure this all out on my own and then get stealth in the mess and say, well, man, I wish I'd asked the Lord about that first. You see what I'm saying? There's a balance in there. Because he does want to be involved in our everyday life. He's our father. He's a good father. He loves us, praise God. Amen. And, uh, uh, and part of that is, is, is practicing listening every day to him. Start on little things. Start on little things. And then, and then you say, well, I don't, you know, even though I did that, I'm not for sure if it was me or, or whether it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me with us. Is it going to hurt anything, even if it was you? You're practicing, okay? Has anybody ever made a mistake practicing? But what do you do? Your, your heart is an endeavor to do better, praise God. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, we're not going to get very far here this morning. I mean on, I mean on this message is what I mean. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. Amen. Hallelujah. So two quickly things. Um, So this is a, 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 like I was kind of prefaces to begin with a little bit, how that, you know, this time of year is very, uh, uh, can be a a real blessing, or to some people it can be pretty weighty. Uh, And and if it's interesting that those um, feelings are based usually on relationships. It's not based on things, it's based on relationship. Who's in our life and who isn't in our life. And so that tells us right there that we need each other. We need one another. We need people. Amen? And so uh, this is, uh, as, as Pastor Rick was talking about, the, you know, the we, as we, uh, we, we uh, started this church in 96 to begin with, under the direction of the Lord, part of the phrase of this word of faith 
uh, we take that out of uh, uh, Romans, the 10th chapter, where he says the word, Paul says, the word is nigh you even in your mouth and in your heart, which is the word of faith which we preach. That's all that is. It's not a denomination. It's not a head. It's, it's just a description of knowing that the, 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 the word that Paul preached was, talked, was referred to as the word of faith, so to speak. It just kind of encompasses us to let us know who we are in Christ, what our rights and privileges are through him. It's, it, it's that uh, knowing who, who we are in Christ, knowing our authority in him, and etc. And so... Uh, we wanted it, people to know that we are word of faith or that we believe the word of God uh, in that fashion. And then we wanted it, uh, people to know that it was about family. Uh, we wanted the families because we knew here, we were coming here, we came here in 96 and we had no family um, except our own immediate family. So now to this day, the family we've got, of course, you know, Pastor Michael and Kendra, and by the way, they're over in, in Glenrock today. It's pretty cool because uh, Kendra's d uh, daddy, uh, um, uh, for the first time, what he felt was really sincere in his life, went forward and gave his life to Christ. And there went over today for his baptism. He's part of a Baptist church, so they want to get him baptized. That's fine. That's good. And uh, so that was really special to Kendra. And so that's where they're out this morning. So pretty cool. So, um, um, uh, where was I going with this? Relationships. What was I talking about? Yeah, when we first came here, but now we have, of course, uh, uh, Pastor Michael and Kendra and the grandkids and then our grandkids up in Billings and everything. But, but still, uh, her family, a lot of my wife's family, Pastor Nancy, is in Nebraska and mine's in, in Ohio still but uh but you are a lot of our family our church family and i want to read something here of this which i think is really cool because um it kind of describes a little bit so i'll say this the concept of family is uh, extremely important in the bible both in a physical sense and in a theological sense the concept of family was introduced in the very beginning. As we see in Genesis 1.28, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the, flesh, uh, the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. God's plan for creation was for men and women to marry and to have children. A man and a woman would form a, quote, one flesh union through marriage, Genesis 2.24, and they, with their children, become a family, the essential building block of human society. No wonder we see such a, an attack against the family unit, against a husband and wife coming, a man and a woman coming together. And, of course, the Bible talks about, uh, you know, many different uh, forms of uh, uh, of, uh, uh, of perversion and everything else that we see in the world today and guess what none of it works except the way God designed it to work it's not man's idea of how a family should work and be together God put it together praise God amen if you have a problem with it go to him about that amen um, so we can uh, we can see early in the uh, on, we can see early on that family members were to look after and to care for one another uh, when God asked Cain, where is Abel, your brother? Cain's response is flippant. Am I my brother's keeper? 
the implication is that yes, Cain was expected to be Abel's keeper and vice versa. Not only was Cain's murder of his brother an offense against humanity in general, but it was especially uh, wrong because it was the first recorded case uh, of murder of one sibling. Now, I want to read this. Uh, put down. Um, now, the parallels are quite clear. When we are born physically, we're born into a physical family. But when we are born again, we're born into a spiritual family. To use Pauline's language, we are adopted into God's family. In Romans 8.15, when we are adopted into God's spiritual family, the church, God became our father and Jesus our brother. The spiritual family is not bound by uh, ethnicity, gender, and social standing. As Paul says, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong in Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Galatians 3, 26 through 29. So as we're born again, we're born into the family of God. In other words, if everybody in this room today is born again, guess what? We'll be living eternity together. If we're not born again, the Bible says there's only one way to the Father, it's through the Son, Jesus. We know it's through Him. He is our access. There's no uh, being... Uh, how good is good enough to get there? No, there's no amount of good will get you into heaven. There's no amount of religion will get you into heaven. There's no amount of, of, uh, of uh, uh, anything you do for someone or to someone or, or anything else. It's there's only one way, and it's through Jesus come into my life. I receive what you did on Calvary. You died, paid the price. Your blood was shed for me. Praise God. And so, uh, I know a lot of times in funerals and stuff, you know, you hear a funeral being said, well, you know, uh, uh, and, I, and, and there's some people that have, um, have passed away, I've been to funerals at, and I even question and wonder, uh, not, not for judging reasons, but just saying, you know, by the looks of their outward appearance of what they've done, uh, they probably wasn't a Christian. Because the Bible says we'll know our fr the fruits, right, around us, or we're known by our fruits. But I also know, too, if you have a family member or someone that's like that, and you think, well, you know, by the way they lived their life, they probably are not in, in glory today. Well, you don't know, you never know that for sure, I'll tell you why. I mean, the only thing we can go with is when their days here on this earth, and the reason that's given to us by our fruits is we know how to, to interact with that person. Are they a believer or are they not? If they're not a believer, guess what? We need to really do our part to try to get them to be a believer. Praise God. Amen. Let them know that God loves them and has a good plan for their life. We don't want to see them die in their sins and going to hell. But at the same time, know this, that our, our Heavenly Father is a loving Father. He's, he's very kind. He's very gentle. He's very compassionate. He's very long-suffering, and he will... Uh, at the very last moment, sometimes of death, uh, you know, if, if, if that person cries out to him, I guarantee you, uh, he'll be in glory. And God, God is, the, 
he, he, he works, he takes care of that. And that's why we can't go to someone and say, well, that person, they died in their sins. They went to hell. You don't know that for sure. Amen. And so, but a lot of times, people just uh, take for granted that everybody's going to end up in heaven. No. There's only one way, and it's to the Father, it's, uh, to, it's through Jesus. So, family unit is very important. So the point I'm getting to here is God made us here while we're here on this earth especially our lives to be interwoven with one another. We need each other. And isn't it amazing one of the, th- the biggest tools that the enemy will try to use is he'll try to get us separated and distanced from others when there's something going on or we're hurting in our life instead of drawing to one another we draw apart from others. Um, one of the saddest things that you can be involved with is someone that's been uh, that's uh, um, uh, strong into addictions of, of uh, one man or another. I had a really good friend of mine that was um, he uh, he got uh, got involved in in uh, in uh, crack cocaine and and uh, I mean he was a believer, born again believer and. Uh, he and I even he was even a minister he and I went on the road together we ministered together and and uh and he got to the point where he got um God really blessed him I mean he had this guy he was uh he was in sales and I mean he was one of these that could sell an Eskimo a whole set of ice cube trays (laughs) without any problem at all and uh he was good at it and uh and he was able, there was an anointing on him to even to make money, and he did really good, but he let it get to him. He didn't judge himself on those, and he, he got involved with the wrong people because he tried to run too long and too hard, and so he went to substance abuse to try to keep running a little bit longer. And it was just a little bit at first, and then, it, then he got trapped in the middle of it. But the sad part about it was is I couldn't reach him. I even went, I remember a couple different times, even went into his bedroom when he was in bed and uh, jumped right on top of him. I mean, I was, I was right there, and he would not, he, he closed off completely to me. And when someone refuses help and you can't, uh, there, there are choices involved. And it, it let me know how much that God wanted him help, but yet he had to open the door to do it. And so uh, it's a sad thing when someone closes themselves off from one another because we do need each other. Amen. And so a word of warning to you. If you feel that on the inside, I can tell you it's not from your Heavenly Father. Your, your Heavenly Father wants you to get help. He wants you to go to a family member. It might not be a physical family member. It may be a spiritual family member. Amen. That's because... Uh, uh, you need somebody too that knows their authority, knows the situation, can pray for you and pray with you, praise God, and help get you out of the situation and get you back on your feet again. But don't fall for the trap of isolation. Don't do it because you become prey to the enemy and it gets worse and worse. And regardless of how much it hurts the flesh and the flesh don't want it, you've got to put it aside and say, no, I need each other. So I'm telling you that to say this. We're coming up here on the holidays. Do not isolate yourself. I don't care how much your flesh don't want to be around other people. You're going to have to break that wall down and say, no, I know that might be what my flesh wants to do, but I know it's not needful for me to do that. I know it's important that I need to go to someone. I need to be around people. I need to be with one another.
He always got your heavenly father. He's always right there. He said he'll never leave us or forsake us. Thank God for that. And sometimes how he's with us is through one another as well. Sometimes if you want Jesus to give you a hug, you need to wrap your arms around someone that's got Jesus on the inside of them. Amen. And sometimes when you need, when, when, when you really need to hear the voice of the Lord, you need to listen to someone that the voice of the Lord is speaking through. Because he does that through us. Amen. So our family is very important. So know this. Our family is very important. I want to tell you this, you know, even though, you know, we've all had loved ones that's close to us that's went on to glory, praise God. I can guarantee if they're in glory, there is, they're not shedding a tear at all. It's on our part. And what the call is going out, if you'll listen from that one, one that's went on to glory, is saying, you run your race. Get up on your feet. And you got a short time. Get your job done, and then we'll get together. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And so um, it's important to know that. It's important to know that, that we have one another to help us in difficult times and when we're there by ourselves. But another thing I want you to be aware of, the, the, the second prong to this, is know that this is also a time, you know, we, and, 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 and if you haven't researched it, I would encourage you to do it, uh, I guess. Uh, it's, the story doesn't end so well because there's some, you know, the, the uh, Thanksgiving is very, uh, commercialized and very um, great stories about uh, 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 Thanksgiving, you know, that uh, with the pilgrims and everything and how all that worked out and with the, with the natives and uh, together. And there was some of that, but it didn't happen quite exactly. If you really do your research, just like history tells us, they've made it nice for children, especially, you know, that it's just a, just a, a wonderful time. But at the same time, how our nation has adopted that, what our nation has adopted is not what really took place in the beginning. And so what our nation has adopted is really, uh, um, uh, especially set forth by President Lincoln, of, of, of the importance of getting together with family and giving thanks to God for the abundance that he's blessed us with. Amen. And that's, that's, that's the celebration of Thanksgiving. Because the original celebration of Thanksgiving probably didn't have turkeys involved. We know there was fowl of some kind. Could have been. But, uh, you know, more wild game probably than anything. Venison and whatnot. But uh, the, the thing about it is uh, eat your turkey and enjoy it with family. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. I mean, to me, it's not a Thanksgiving without some turkey. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, I like, because I guess we just don't fix it that much through the year. And so, you know, I enjoy some good turkey. And, and, and by the way, it's not the, uh, what is it that's in the, um, that's supposed to be in turkey to make you? No, the, the stuff that's in turkey, the chemical supposedly makes you drowsy. Did you know that's been debunked? That that's kind of a myth. They said there's more of that in actually uh, a chicken than there is in turkey. Yeah. You know what makes you drowsy? 
staying up all night the night before cooking. All the food, stuffing it in so much. You, oh, I can't eat another bite. I can't eat another bite. <laughs> and all the carbs and everything else. It's like, yeah, anybody want to go take a nap with that? So, anyway, sorry that you had to learn about that in church. But anyway, <laughs> but the getting together, you know, the the the, the traditions of of things like that that are good that are around family. You know, I, I believe that you have God's blessing on things, especially whenever you, you really use that. And we're so thankful we use that time. I encourage you to do the same thing. You know, get your family together and say, before we partake of the meal here, is let's begin to talk about the things that God's provided and what we're so thankful for this year. And one of the biggest things that you'll hear come up is family. I'm thankful for my family, especially as you're older. Now, the the little guys, yeah, it's all about the food. But, uh, and then, uh, uh, but it's that spending the time together. So when you get together with whoever you get together with this Thanksgiving, make time to reflect on what God's blessings is. I mean, we can always say, well, you know, it'd be nice to have more of this or more of that or it'd be nice to have more. Let's be thankful for what we have. Let's reflect, reflect on the blessings that the Lord has brought to us and given us and, and, and just really use that as a point of let this be a thankful heart within us. It shouldn't take Thanksgiving to re remind us of that, but what a good time when we see it all around us and uh, taking the extra special time and, 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 and we know that all through the word that God's provisions he showed himself. He said he won't, you know, the birds of the air, the flowers of the field, he doesn't neglect anyone, how well he takes care of them, how much more he'll take care of us. He loves us, has great plans for our lives, praise God, and, uh, uh, um, you know, wants to make sure that we're well taken care of. This is the other thing, and it's really cool, a part of, you know, man, we've been getting so much lately on the, in this, on our Wednesday night Bible study concerning the, the kingdom one of the principles of the kingdom is that, of course, we know that uh, the purpose of the kingdom is to colonize another place to be just like heaven, which happens to be earth here. And that we're to make heaven, earth just like heaven, and we see the principles of through, all through the word of God. Therefore, we understand the Lord's prayer, Lord, thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. All right? And so we are God's ambassadors here on this earth. Our job is to colonize earth to be like heaven. Our job is to bring not the kingdom of heaven, but the kingdom of God to this earth so it becomes like the kingdom of heaven. Right? And, 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 then, uh, and so we see, we found out that one of, the perp one of the things that the king always does is he always, he's responsible for taking good care of his ambassadors. It's his responsibility. You and I are God's ambassadors here on this earth. God is responsible, and, and I say that in a total, totally uh, a good and, and, and very uh, uh, respectful way because it's the way that God himself has said it, that he says, basically, I dare you I dare you to take me at my word and see if I won't provide for you. Amen. God loves to bring provision to us. He don't 
like lack at all. Matter of fact, when Jesus was here, what was he always doing? Constantly going against lack. Lack in health-wise. Lack in, in poverty. Lack in, in oppression, depression. Uh, lack in just a piece of God and whatnot. He attacked that, and he turned that around. And he brought full supply into every area. That's why... Uh, shalom is is so important, and so you know nothing missing, nothing broken. The the uh, uh, the the concept of God says, I don't want anything missing, anything broken in your life. I want wholeness, and that's our ambassador, our Father God, says, I will take care of your every need. You're not the lack at all. He's a good Father. Praise God. Amen. And all good and perfect gifts come from the Father above. And he doesn't change and doesn't hurt. So know this, that whatever it is in your life, know that God's provided everything he's provided, but he is not limited and he, he has more. Amen. Amen. He's never tapped out, praise God. Aren't you glad for that? Yeah. All right, let's stand our feet, praise God. I've already went over here some. And, and like I said, I didn't even really scratch the surface here. But, um, but this is, uh, like I said, a special time. Um, of, of year I mean well you know a lot of people I mean it's good I'm thankful for Christmas because of what it stands for too in the Christmas realm but I think it's very important it's kind of like hold on before you get into Christmas there's some thankfulness that needs to take place I mean I, I think it's it's just apropos to, to be where it's at Here's a month before Christmas takes place. But before that ever takes place, it's like stop, selah, pause and ponder on the goodness of God. Be thankful because you wouldn't have Christmas without the greatest gift of all. And we're thankful for him for everything that he provides for us. Praise God. Amen. Amen. God's good. I want you to know you're valuable and you're precious. You're special and you're important to God. I said you're valuable and precious. You're special and you're important to God. I didn't ask you what you felt like. I said it's a fact. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's word. Always remember you're valuable and precious, special and important to him.